0: Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. Sometimes I drive around the country and talk to people. There's no law against it. All right, so you don't want to turn off
1: your truck? Oh, I'll leave it on. Okay. Yeah, see, like on the side of my truck, there's an American flag and the eagle. It says, fear this. That can go one of two ways. You can, uh, our enemies could fear this flag or fear the government. I'm not no Tea Party member, but uh, that's my message, they there, how...
0: So what's your name?
1: You Roger, your, ro- Roger McGuire.
0: And where are we now, where's this?
1: You're in the town of Mack. It's a little bitty, 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 bitty town. Don't in even have a gas station. In Colorado? Mm-hmm.
0: Just over the border from Utah? Right next to the train tracks?
1: Yeah, that that used to be uh. That's one third of what used to be the Uwenta Hotel that went clear over to here and come out like a T. That was the first building built back in 1903. Huh. Huh. And where my place is used to be, the railroad office. And that, I fly my flags
0: 24/7. What flags do you got there?
1: American flag on my tall pole. And POW right under that, and then uh, a Marine Corps flag and a Navy flag. Yeah, it's it a little dangerous out here. Yeah, it's okay.
0: We're just standing out in the. This is Old Highway. Yeah,
1: this is Old Highway 6 and 50. And uh, then when the interstate went in and that there, just just goes out. Uh, Couple of miles into the Utah and out there, then it stops.
0: But anyway, do you think this is the end of the world as we know it?
1: Uh, you gotta watch everything. Like Grand Junction, that's a hub for on in the interstate. Something ever happened here on the interstate, a bomb or something in the canyon. And that there, I-70 is blocked. Is that a good
0: thing or a bad thing?
1: That's a bad thing. Because this is a, I-70 is a a pretty well-traveled route. Let's say you had troops to move and everything like that. Well, if it gets blocked and that, make it kind of rough. But that's why a lot of these highways that you see are straight and flat. Away from trees, signs, and that. So military transports can land and take off. Pick up troops and everything else. Yeah, because my daughter. No, I'm all right. (laughs) It's a pleasure.
0: All right, yeah, thank you very much. Sure. All right. The idea was to drive around and talk to people at random about the end of the world. I have a theory, and I was testing it. It's a theory about why people in America don't get along, why we're dysfunctional as a country. I drove around looking for people to talk to, like this Navajo couple walking in a park in Clinton, Oklahoma.
2: I'm David Slinky.
3: Slinky.
0: Slinky, yeah.
3: My name is Mary. Mary. Slinky. Slinky.
0: I think of it as anthropology, but I tell people it's journalism, and they say, OK. They answer my question. Is this the end of the world as we know it? No.
3: I don't think so. Huh. Who said that it's going to be the end of the world?
0: I don't, That's a good question.
3: In our culture, they believe not to say it's going to be the end of the world. They don't like to talk about uh, things like that because they say that it's really gonna happen. So you can't think that way. You always have to think positive. Look at our father, the son, it's up there. We're walking on the earth, our mother earth.
2: We pray to the son and he produces a lot of energy for us to keep moving on. Keep living. So we believe in that. That's
3: what we need to be happy about. Be thankful for. The sun, the earth, providing us with food. So, don't think that way. <laughs> it's not going to be the end of the world.
0: I ask people about the end of the world because they often end up talking about the beginning of the world where we come from and why we're here. The Navajo couple, the Slinkies, believe time moves in a circle, like through the seasons of the year, always beginning, always ending. Everything that happens has happened before and will happen again. Nature's imbued with spirits. Rocks and trees have consciousness. It's what everyone believed back when we were hunter-gatherers for like 95% of our history. You had to know everything about your environment, all the animals and plants, human beings were a part of the circle of life. But then about 10,000 years ago, civilization crept on the scene and time started moving in a straight line or more of an arc, like an arrow launched from God's bow. We're riding that arrow now, up to its climax and down to its conclusion, which is coming soon.
2: Anyway, my name's Roger Hayes. We're in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, uh, 80 miles from Sault Ste. Marie and about 80 miles from uh, Marquette.
0: So, do you think this is the end of civilization as we know it?
2: Well, the Revelation says in the last days, there will be a war of arms again, and I think yeah, what's leading up to it? You know, I have been an ordained minister and all that, and I read the Bible usually every year, and... What we're seeing, yeah, I would believe that time can't go on more, maybe a year or so.
0: One year. What what, what,
2: at? I'd say two to three years maximum.
0: Well, do you think that the Armageddon is a punishment from God? Or?
2: No, actually, I believe that uh, it's going to be a punishment for the non-believers, but God's going to take all the believers out before it happens so I think that overall I think it's actually going to be a blessing. What do you mean he's going to take
0: the believers out?
2: Well Revelation said that we would be uh, called up in a twinkling of an eye and we would you know we would go through the uh, air there would be a meeting in the air so you know I'm really looking forward to that day.
0: What do you think of uh, theories about climate change?
2: I don't believe it. Oh. I don't believe any of it. Why don't you believe it? Because, it's, because when God created Earth, he said, it is good. God is in control of everything, and every day is the way God wants it. God, if it wasn't the way God wanted he'd make it that way.
0: Oh. Science is only about 500 years old. I'm guessing, but that sounds about right. Science gets rid of God, but keeps the arrow of time. In the beginning was the Big Bang, and we've evolved through natural selection acting on random mutations. But now we've overpopulated and overpolluted the planet, and we're headed towards global catastrophe.
4: The issue, of course, is so blatantly obvious to anybody that has any kind of experience with the outside world. There's no doubt, and in fact, virtually all the predictions, all the kinds of things that we can extrapolate from evidence we have in hand show that we are really in a critical situation in terms of what the next generation will have to face. Uh, my name is Ivan Valiella, I'm in the Marine Biological Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. I work on coastal environments, and the effect of human beings on coastal environments and interaction with natural events, mangroves, salt marshes, coastal base. And it's certainly part and parcel of the whole notion, for example, that a very large proportion of the population in this country doesn't believe in evolution and has a biblical sort of uh, standard for judging information. I'm really an anti-theist. I really think religion has been responsible for a huge amount of conflict. I hope most of my grandkids are alive by the end of the, that, uh, this particular century and they'll be experiencing a very different world compared to what uh, we have now. Not the improved, by the way.
0: It's the only thing science and religion agree on that the world as we know it is ending soon. I think there are these three very different ways of making sense of the world and finding meaning in our lives. The scientific, the religious, and the old way, the circle of life. When you ask people about the end of the world, they tell you which reality they come from.
5: Yeah, it's, an, it's the end of an old dime and beginning of a new one. Everything is going as it should be, I believe. And at that time, everything will be just terrific in the end.
0: Really? things are gonna be better.
5: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, we're gonna get our silicone-based bodies. We're going to. We're not gonna to have to live in houses or have jobs or wear clothing. There'll be lots of ganja growing and we'll get our nutrients from sniffing flowers. We won't have to go poop anymore. There'll be no more flies, no more mosquitoes. It's like getting a new f- cell phone with new apps. The super phone's coming. Super life is coming.
1: Really?
5: Yeah. We'll be able to grow new limbs. And we'll be able to transformate and travel to other places and not have any borders or passports. No one can tell us where to go. and It'll be of pure love. Huh. So can you tell me your name?
0: Willie. Just
5: Willie of Crestone, Willie, of
0: Crestonia. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about Crestone or where we are now.
5: Well, we're we're out there in the San Luis Valley at the at the foot of the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Crestone is a isolated little hub, hippies, rednecks, spiritual yuppies, and saints and spirits, aliens, and astronauts just like I pictured it tall trees skyscrapers and movie stars
0: (laughs) so I said do you think this is the end of the world as we know it and you said I said
6: biblical speaking I would agree with that the end of this dispensation of time there's three three dispensations of time the first one is when, before Satan, <clears throat> when Satan fell from grace. That was the first one. This is the second one. The third one is coming up and Jesus returns. Satan's time is running out. He, he has been, he's the son of perdition. He is about ready to get sentenced. Before that happens, this dispensation is over. The human race is over.
0: So everybody's going to die or just a lot of people? Not die. They're going to
6: move on to the next dispensation of time. Uh, We won't have, well, we probably won't die. All Satan ever wanted throughout time was for people to worship him. God is going to let that happen. Is my name going to be used:
0: I haven't asked you, your name. you know, we don't have to use your name because you know, right. it's
6: dangerous this is a dangerous place around here because people in high places are Satan worshipers they have ongoing rituals that actually <clears throat> I mean they're mass murderers is what they are people up the standard yeah government people are involved. Doctors and lawyers are involved. Cops are involved. I know it because God wanted me to know it.
0: Well, what happened? Did this what happened? Yeah, this experience that you had that was powerful. What? What? What kind of experience was it?
6: Well, what happened is uh, I could not believe that God existed because I knew of these rituals that they actually killed babies, kidnapped teenage daughters kill their babies, knock them up, <coughs> and this is ongoing. The Satan worshiper yeah. people. They were your neighbors? These people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're just local people. Huh. I mean, huh. not local, there's some locals, some, I mean, they're all over the world. Huh. And so when that happened, I have had no trouble dealing with them anymore because I know that God exists and he will carry out Satan's sins. And when that happens, the world as we know it does not exist.
0: Do you know what that is? freight train. It's a war between the forces of good and evil. It's a war between us and them. Or it's a war and we're not clear who we're fighting. Maybe we're fighting ourselves. Meanwhile, the ice caps are melting and butterflies no longer take off in Japan. This is Doug Peacock, a naturalist in Paradise Valley, Montana.
7: Things are happening so fast. You know, up in the Arctic, uh, the Navy predicts that, uh, US Navy predicts that uh, summer sea ice will be gone by 2016. That's you know that's like a, a weeks away, and you um, know, and, and that's the end of the polar bears. They they don't have a chance. The polar bears right now up on the Beau, Beaufort Sea are streaming inland. You know, eating grass and hunting caribou just like uh, barren ground grizzly bears. But it's the rising temperatures and food production that's going to precipitate what uh, religious communities. Uh, foretell as the apocalypse because it can bake agriculture totally out of Africa and Asia. It has the potential. And where are you going to go to, you know, to grow anything? You'd have to go to Siberia. Well, there's already, you know, Russia and China are armed to the teeth with nukes. I mean, a billion Chinese and Indians and Bangladeshis, you know, they got to go somewhere. They're going to go north. And, uh, uh, food production goes down it, it, it's you know it's it's really quite possible one of the casualties uh will be the end of civilization as we know it i mean whole states and cities and systems could just totally break down and this mad scramble to feed yourself and uh and you know uh, the people that uh you know that uh you know, Fort Talib, uh you know, t- tribal kinds of primitive warlord thugs running things might not be that far off. That means a lot of people are going to die, maybe six out of seven billion. That itself just, uh, you know, how would you feel if you are you know, the only survivor of a family of seven? I mean, it, you know, there's going to be immense losses just because... There's going to be no place to to find food, and uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to come in 20 years or or like everybody tends to write the end of the century. I mean, I'm looking. I'm I'll be happy to see the end of the decade, uh, but I think we're gonna we're gonna see the beginning of uh, huge. What is that
0: one?
7: Oh, that's one of those, water. one of those terry birds that I never get right. Yeah, like water. They They fly away before I, <laughs> I, I note the wing bar color. So, you know, she's always giving me wildlife quizzes and I flunk every one of on. them.
0: I was on the west side of the Grand Tetons in Idaho driving north towards Yellowstone through rolling potato fields covered with splotches of shadows from big cumulus clouds. And I saw a farmhouse in the distance, maybe five miles away, lit by a beam of light cutting through the clouds. I thought, I should go see who lives there.
8: Paul Grotzmacher, Squirrel, Idaho.
0: Really? <laughs> Squirrel? Correct. He'd moved his family west from Chicago and was trying to be self-sufficient, A survivalist of sorts. So this is your greenhouse?
8: Yes. It's a 30 by 96 high tunnel. High tunnel.
0: Wow. Wow, so what do you have in here?
8: Currently, the season now is peppers, tomatoes, and I continue to grow beans and all types of greens that go to restaurants in Jackson Hole.
0: So could you support yourself and your family with
8: your gardens here in the greenhouse? Easily. Really? Easily. They say one acre can feed a family of five. Huh. You have to use your square footage really well, efficiently. Huh. As the pepper plants are growing, I plant radishes. Huh. You see them in the tomatoes? Huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I see them. You have to use every inch that you can.
0: Huh. Well, okay, Well, how about this? Are you worried about people from the city coming out here and maybe overwhelming you and your family?
8: I have to think of that. I've got a 5,000 gallon fuel tank for my truck um, and I can get access to water. I helped the neighbor build a windmill for his well so I can get water there. Um, But I've built a small arsenal to defend myself and it's small, but if it comes to it and if I have to retreat to the hills, I can do that too.
0: Well, do you think that there'd be, like, widespread pandemonium and just killing everywhere?
8: Everything we spoke about before would happen, I think. Like what? Food, 7-Eleven run- runs out of food. You know, people have to learn to survive again and take care of themselves and each other.
0: Meanwhile, they're very hungry, though. Just-
8: that happens when you're not prepared. If they watch the news and the world... Our sun just finished the peak of its cycle. It's a 12 year cycle. And I sat the whole year watching to see if something was going to happen. And we got a narrow miss of a minor flare. I follow all the earthquakes across the continent. The ring of fire is extremely active and has been for years. And plate shifts. I mean, the poles could shift. Global warming is a fact. Sea levels are rising and it's not gonna stop anytime soon. I have a strong shamanism background. I've been a keeper of a sweat lodge for over 18 years. Um, My wife would call herself a Buddhist pagan savage, basically, you know, it's... One of those. Yeah.
0: I drove around, all around the country, back and forth. I went to Vermont twice to see this woman, Susanna, Once through Arkansas, the Ozarks, where people wouldn't talk to me, they were suspicious. I wasn't from around there, not one of them, and they don't listen to podcasts or This American Life. I had the same problem in Detroit, which seemed like Angkor Wat, the ruins of a great civilization. I was a white man walking around in a black neighborhood with a microphone, could have been a cop, or the CIA, who knows. I heard a plea on public radio to refrain this Halloween from burning down empty houses.
9: Last year, 500 went up in flames in one night. My name is Alex Cogswell, sir.
0: And where are we right
9: now? We're in Detroit, Michigan. It is the end of the world as we know it, yes it is, sir. sir. The world has proven it's over 300 million years old. Man has a finite mind he cannot comprehend infancy. God is everywhere at all times. He is manifesting. He's letting his people know it's time to come home. We come from God. The meaning of life is to return back to him. We are on our way back right now.
0: Where are we going?
9: We're going to heaven. Huh. Heaven, do you, it is so close that this world and the next world, the next world is so close. If you holler, they can hear you.
0: Huh. How do you know that?
9: Man knows nothing by being told. Belief is what man thinks is perhaps the truth. Faith is what man knows is the truth. God speaks to me in the heart. That's how I know. I prayed, I've done 27 years in prison. My, my twin brother was dead. They blamed me for hanging him. I did 27 years. Now, before I was released from prison, I prayed, I got on my knees, I prayed, I said, God, I don't want money. God, I don't want a beautiful woman. God. I want remembrance of you and all things.
0: And how's it working out?
9: I remember God and all things, sir. Tell me your name again. My name is Kajikum. They changed my name. They call me Indian Alex Cogswell. My name, sir, is Mashkodu Kajikam. I am Odawa. Good. I am not Cogswell, I am Kajjikam They changed my name. It was illegal to speak practice our religion. It was illegal to speak my language in 1776 by the United States Congress. What tribe? Odawa. Odawa. We owned all of Canada and we owned all of Michigan. Now I stand before you and I beg.
0: Maybe everything is going to be all right. Actually, the last person I spoke with thought things were going to get bad. But she wasn't the Frady Cat type. She was an artist. I met her at my friend's house in Vermont. Uh,
10: I'm Lindsay McCaw, and I spend about half my time playing um, music in a string band, and I spend about half of the other time doing art work and working on puppet shows.
0: Do you think this is the end of the world as we know it?
10: Um... Wait, you mean like right now? Um, I mean, I guess I would say that it's kind of always the end of the world as we know it because things change pretty rapidly. But yeah, there could be some things happening that um, are going to change the planet or the climate or the way we live as humans You know, people are really alarmed by bees dying out. Like some of these little things that are sort of part of our happy experience of nature. Like, oh my God, when the bees start dying out, that's really bad. Because we really fucked up then. (laughs) You know? And now the walrus, I mean, walruses, come on. They're, 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 uh, walruses are having trouble with the icebergs melting away and it's like, God, if we can't even support walruses anymore, like, we really screwed up, too. That's bad. Because they're such an interesting creature, you know, and just I like to think that, like, doesn't matter what I'm doing, what I'm doing with my daily life, you know, going to get groceries, there's somewhere on the planet, there's these walruses just hanging out, doing their thing. (laughs) But, you know, that could be a thing of the past. I mean, that could be could be the end of that I sometimes worry about like the tenuousness of you know I mean there's the end of the world like the planet blowing up and then there's the end of the world like oh what if our infrastructure kind of melted down a little bit you know what if what if I couldn't drive across the country anymore which is something I do a lot or what if what if the banks really collapsed? You know, I mean, it's something I'm prepared for in some way in my mind, and also some something that I. I also realize that I would be. Really in a bad spot if something like that happened. You know, some days I'm kind of like, well, there's probably stuff I should prepare, for. Like, um, geez, you no, know, if it's really the end of the world, I better you know spend all my money on something. <laughs> Not that I have a lot of it, but geez, you know, should have bought a better Hawaiian guitar when I had the chance, you know, which is a technology that you could probably keep using after the end of the world as we know it, maybe. Yeah, I'd like to think that after the end of the world as we know it, there's going to be a few people like trying to remember songs like we can't play them on our iPods anymore. But we can, just the ones we remember are the only ones that are going to survive. <laughs>
0: What time do you think would be good for the end of the world? Oh,
10: it would probably have to be some kind of joyous, crazy thing. And um, I would say it might need to be something with yodeling. You know, something just ecstatically wonderful that you could remember. Like, that's the pinnacle of what we got to. Something with violins, because I also feel like the violin is a peak technology. Like, it's something you'd want to say. Like, humanity got to hear This was great. Let's hang on to this. Yeah, no, actually, I'll tell you what. There is this tune. There is a tune that I think is the the end-of-the-world tune. It's absolutely the the end-of-the-world tune. And it's from Bezos Hawaiian Orchestra, which is a Greek band that played Hawaiian music. And, honestly, the name of the tune, I would say it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. But... I can find it. I swear I can find it. Okay. All right. So, okay. So the, what's great about this tune is that it has everything you could want. It has double Hawaiian guitar. It has yodeling. It has scat singing. And it has, like, nonsense words. And it also has Hawaiian words. And I, I, you know, and I, I don't know what they're saying. So here it is.
5: Oh.
2: I
10: know, isn't that the... There's there's something about that, too. It's... it's, uh, Yeah, I mean, it really is maybe the best thing humanity has to offer.
0: You've been listening to The End of the World on Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier, and I'd like to thank all the people who talked to me for this story. They were trying to help me out, and I appreciate it. Odawa. Check out our webpage, homebrave.com, and please be our friend on Facebook. I haven't actually made the Facebook page yet, but in the meantime, we can be virtual Facebook friends, Facebook friends at heart. May we all be friends together.
1: Thanks for listening.